there's no understanding Halo's importance to the Xbox. Master Chief is to Microsoft as Mario is to Nintendo, which means the stakes are high for the latest title, Halo Infinite. So is it worth your time? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss Halo Infinite is CNET editor and gaming expert Ian Schur. Welcome, Ian. How are you doing? So overall, how is Halo Infinite? You know, the thing that I think really strikes me about how I've been reading a lot of the reviews out there is that a lot of people feel like, you know, when are we going to get the Halo that we all remember from our childhoods? And this is an important thing to keep in mind is that, you know, for a lot of people who grew up with Halo uh, and, you know, were there when the Xbox came out and played Halo Combat Evolved and were, were shocked by what it did and what it looked like, I think a lot of people have been waiting for that moment again. And even though Halo has, uh, you know, a lot of really popular games in it, Halo 2 and 3 were really popular, 4 and 5 were kind of a little more mixed, there's been a lot of questions about can a new Halo capture that magic again? And a lot of the reviews say that this is a far better game than uh, Microsoft's put out in a number of years. And that's that's an important move for them if they want to keep this franchise going. Yeah, I know our colleague Mark Serrells, who did the official review, was absolutely praising it. To, to your point, sort of uh, harkening back to that original game, specifically the second level when you first arrive on the Halo ring, there was that tease of something that was somewhat open world so you could you could sort of go after these different missions but it, it was fairly limited if you kind of go back to it now but uh, things are things are kind of open world now right this halo infinite that that's sort of one of the big changes to the game right that it's actually a lot more open yeah that was one of the things that the company changed and an effort to kind of modernize halo and that's that's what microsoft has always struggled with you know it was the game was originally made by this company bungie who split off from microsoft a number of years ago to make another game and microsoft actually created a whole new video game studio just to create halo and it started with halo 4 back in 2012 then halo 5 now this and i think what's really interesting is that as they've tried to modernize it you know make it look nicer and all this other stuff one of of the things they've really struggled with is that Halo has always been kind of genre defining, right? It, it you can you can talk about GoldenEye uh, 19, on the Nintendo 64 as being one of the games that made shooting games really popular, but Halo really made the video game console world what it is. It made the Xbox. It was a launch title. It is still one of the most important things Microsoft makes. And so what was really interesting is trying to bring in a lot of these new ideas like having an open world, which means you're not kind of down a set path on your game. You can kind of go wherever you want within the world and do, you know, kind of deal with enemies however you want. You know, maybe you want to also do them in a different order, all these types of things. And Halo tries to take that idea and kind of make it fun. Uh, a lot of open world games these days are kind of criticized for not being fun. So, yeah, it, it, it actually like you know, and I've I've played it for a little bit as well, and I think that what strikes me about it is that a lot of times I look at you know they put they always give you a map in an open world game is like here's everything you can do right you can go over here you can go over there and i get exhausted by most of them these days with halo there's only a few things that they ask you to do but they all seem meaningful and so as a result like they're trying to kind of help you give you that that sense of of kind of you get to be in charge 
right? That sense of agency. But at the same time, you're not kind of, you don't, aren't given this insane amount of stuff to do that you're just exhausted by looking at it. Right, right. I mean, that's uh, like Assassin's Creed for me is is that game where you've got this beautiful open world, uh, but constantly you're just sort of looking at the map to see what your objectives are, and it just it becomes uh, it becomes more of a chore than it is fun. Uh, I, and, and, look, and I would like I should point out Assassin's Creed is a great example as well from Ubisoft of a genre defining game. It made yep, open yep. world games really popular, but then it struggled to <laughs> innovate past that. Right. And look, the the positive reviews that's uh, it's a bit of a one eighty from when Microsoft first showed off a glimpse of the game a year and a half ago. Right, the first time folks got to see Halo Infinite, they were pretty underwhelmed. Right. I mean, Talk a little bit about the the reaction, the, the backlash it faced, and sort of what that led to. So last summer was when we got the first kind of view of what Halo as a game will feel like when you play it. And it was a demo they called Ascension. Uh, and it was that moment, actually, when you first kind of get onto the Halo ring. If anyway, if you if you kind of know the lore of you know going to this alien uh, artifact and, and exploring around it, and it's something that harkened back to Halo Combat Evolved, the first game. But a lot of people noticed that the quality of what it looked like was very low for what they expected. The visuals did not look good. There was one character, a bad guy, in there named Craig by the internet uh, that he it just looked terrible right it looked like it was not professional you spent crazy tens of hundreds of millions of dollars on this it it didn't look good and as a result the internet kind of savaged it so much so that even though microsoft kind of knew beforehand that they were putting something out that they they weren't terribly happy with they actually decided to delay the game originally it was supposed to come out last fall with the new Xbox that came out last fall. And instead, they pushed it to this year. And that year seems to have been really critical. They seem to have really mi- fixed a lot of the visual problems they had, while also still kind of keeping that feel of being a Halo game. Right, and, and you actually had a chance to talk to the head of 343 Industries, the, the, the developer behind the game, about that process. Can you talk a little bit about what this last year has been like and really what, what kind of led to the... The, uh, the, I guess, the, the subpar initial impression? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I've known Bonnie Ross, the head of 343 Industries, for a while. I, I profiled Halo 4 when it was coming out. And I, I actually kind of got to spend six months with their development team on and off to learn what it's like and what ca- that pressure feels like. Because that was the first time this new team was creating a Halo game. But what was interesting about about Halo Infinite is that they tried to kind of do two things that were huge with one release, right? And this game was in development for five years up to last year. And those two things were having that open world, right? Normally, Halo is just kind of you go through the experience. It's kind of like an arcade. And also, it, they wanted to create a free-to-play multiplayer. You, you may have heard of Fortnite, right? Or if we think about Apex Legends or all these other ones, you know, those are games you download for free and then you pay extras for the looks and the visuals and make your character look a certain way. Halo was always $60. That's how you got it. And so offering a way for you to play with your friends online for free caused meant that they had to come up with all new ways to make money off of it, right? 
and doing that and also figuring out how to translate Halo, this historically very kind of linear game into an open world, it turned into too much. And by the time that they got to the summer or even before that, they kind of realized we're not going to we're not going to make ship time if we don't start cutting back. And uh, what Bonnie told me was that they cut too far. You know, the quality, they just kind of they, they set the mark too low and they kind of knew it. Some people were, were starting to raise alarms before that demo, but they put the mark too low to be able to get it out. And as a result, it just kind of it turned into a mess. Got it. And and I know, like you said, the the this title changes up that old formula. You know, it's got this open world uh, dynamic to it. Uh, I, I'm curious. Uh, I don't know if you could go in a little bit more into it because we talked a bit about how you know games like Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, like these other open world games, have these long lists of tasks. Like, and, and you talked a little bit earlier about how it felt like even though you had agency, that the things you were doing seemed meaningful. Like, how did they strike that balance? Yeah, I think it's very tough, and that that's probably why you, you this game took ultimately six years to put out, is figuring out how to strike that balance. And for example, one of the things about it is that when, you know, instead of having a feeling that here are things to do, right, go over here, do this thing, go over here, do that thing, instead, you are actually building up to something, right? You're, for example, I have to free a few Marines who are under under fire from aliens. Okay, I go do that. I've got extra help now. If I go after a bad guy who has a history of taking down a lot of my friends, then I actually, like, there's a story behind him a little bit if I want to go into it. And it's also very tough to get him. But when I do, I feel pretty satisfied, right? I took him down. I, I won a big battle. And so they make it feel like a big battle. And even being able to do stuff like take down one of their forts, right? They, they, they have these things called for, forward operating bases for the humans in the game. Uh, when, you're, when you're actually going in and trying to take them and all that type of stuff, it feels like the game has been really well made so that it's hard to do, but it's not too hard to do. And that is, that's really, that's really tough. Like one of the things I, I loved and hated about Assassin's Creed, I, I always come back to it because it's one of those games <laughs> that I loved, um, is that at one point in the game, it's impossible to play. Like you have to work really hard to get your character good enough to start taking bad guys down. And once you get over that hump, it's easy. It's a it's a cakewalk. You are invincible practically and you're taking anyone down. You're just walking around like a like you you own the world and bada bing, guys down. Okay, keep walking, right? <laughs> In Halo, you're constantly being challenged. And a lot of that comes to how are enemies set up? What weapons are they given? How smart is the artificial intelligence that's controlling those enemies to figure all of this stuff out, right? Instead right. of putting them uh, kind of, you know, patrolling an area, you know, are they a lot smarter and able to actually help a friend when one of them disappears or whatever else? And so all of those types of things play together incredibly well with this game. And that's not me just saying it. I mean, I, I definitely felt it. The, a lot of the reviews that I read this morning point this out. They point out that the amount of effort the 343 Microsoft must have gone into testing this game, having people try it, finding where it wasn't fun, getting rid of that, right? Smoothing over the rough edges. They did so much of that that it feels just perfectly tuned. And that is an incredibly hard thing to do. Wow. Uh, 
one thing I want to talk about is is sort of how this falls up to Halo Five because that that was a pretty divisive game for a number of reasons from a story perspective, from a, from a gameplay perspective. I'm curious how Infinite falls that up and addresses it, or or do they just sort of ignore Halo Five? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, obviously, but I think that what's what's interesting is that when it came to Halo 5, they tried a whole different approach, right? They took the Master Chief, this hero who is one of the most well-known characters in video games, and they tried to make it seem like he was the bad guy, right? Mistakenly so, obviously, because he can never be the bad guy. But, you know, and so he's on this mission that he's kind of like, you know, he's trying to redeem himself. And it just did not go over well, right? And Bonnie, when I talked to her, Bonnie Ross, she said, look, you know, it was a good story, but not for a mainline Halo game where it's Master Chief that you're playing. And in fact, during the game, you don't play as Master Chief the whole time. Sometimes you play as the person who is chasing him. And that, you know, it's not like Halo hasn't tried you playing diff- as different characters before, but it just didn't land. And so she said, look, we, we get it. We understand that there's kind of playing homage to Halo every time a new version comes out. And a lot of what they did tried to answer that. They got rid of a lot of the new characters that they created over the last six years that people didn't like. They could, they changed the way that a lot of stuff felt. So it, it even looked a lot more like the original, even though it was very updated. And so I think a lot of it really kind of plays into that, right? Is that the, the difference with Halo 4, Halo 5, and this, and I asked her, why isn't it Halo 6, right? Why is it got this infinite thing, right? And, you know, should the next one, am I expecting it to be infinite plus one? Like, what's going to happen? And she said, look, we want people to feel like they can walk into this game and have an experience, even if they've never touched Halo. And that was certainly not the case with Halo 4 and 5. You need to know the story. And it would help you to know the story in Halo Infinite. But this is, in a lot of ways, they're trying to reset. And I think a lot of people responded saying, yes, we see that reset and we like it. Got it. Well, that definitely has me pumped for the game. Ian, thank you for your time. You can check out his interview, uh, as well as our full review of Halo Infinite on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge, or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.